The views and opinions expressed on From the Mouths of Madness are that of the panel and not of the Geeks Under the Influence Network or their sponsors, Amazon.com and TeePublic.com. Listeners, beware. Coming straight from the mouths of madness, I am one of the hosts, Lowdown Brown. With me, as always, is fuck you, Hunter. What's up? Hopefully, safe, bitches. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> what I mean, is, like hopefully opened up phase two, bitches. I, I don't guess. know what's going. On. Hopefully, that's... still has a car that's not on fire, bitches. I don't know. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So before we get into the, what, what we're doing, uh, we we do want to say we, we we did mention this on a G on the actual Geeks on the Influence episode as well. The GUI Network, the GUI Podcast, which was the start of this, and the network still, we have always been a podcast. The idea is to basically be an escape and just an enjoyment, to kind of like feed on someone who shares the passion in the nerddom you have or the passion about the thing you have and kind of just step out of the real world. But that does not mean that GUI is just complacent and stands by during everything. So just we are all actually doing our own things and and, and very heavily in our in our own individual way between donating and going out and clean helping clean up and just stuff like you know different things so we don't want listeners to think that we are not aware and fully involved like just in what's going on across the world across the country and actually the world world, yeah i was gonna say i mean i I watched a john boyega video the other day where he like was in the middle of right that was awesome holy shit I was already a fan of him because of Attack the Block, and mm-hmm. then he was in the Star Wars, Star Wars movies. Yeah. <laughs> but there is something about him with a British accent being like, fuck off, and just like going off that I just That's fucking so agree. With the current so situations, I, I just yeah. want to listen to that over and over again. Yeah, yeah so you know, we, were, we were fully aware. I mean, I mean, it's right outside our door in Richmond, Virginia. Uh, Seriously. I mean, it's right, I mean, literally. So we, we, and we fully support all the peaceful protesting, the movement. We support it. We support all of that, and uh, so we just want to make sure listeners know that we are going to continue to put out what we put out, but that you do know that it's all right at the forefront of our brains. Yeah. Everything that's going on in the world. Now, back to go, the silliness. Back to the silliness. <laughs> You're in for another episode of Killer or Filler, and tonight we're going to talk about the 1958 uh, hidden gem, I the know, Blob. No, I mean. It was a hidden gem. It was. I guess. It was a slow burn when it came it out. It started out Steve McQueen's career, who later would become this huge Hollywood oh, star. We, yeah, we, we. Oh God, Steve McQueen. Yeah. But that's yeah. what I'm saying is that like that's this is the Blobs' his first movie. You know, mm-hmm. it's a creature feature, but at the time it was you know, you know it was a sleeper, dude. It, like it slowly just became this like smash. Yeah. Success. Yeah. So we're gonna talk about that and we're uh, versus the 1988 remake directed by Chuck Russell. Yep. So. Strap in. All right. So we already mentioned the OG. You got fucking Steve McQueen, man. Yeah. Who literally is the only actor in the movie of no. Yeah, Steve McQueen. At all and Steve then McQueen. People that aren't Steve McQueen. Yeah. Exactly. And it's it's very basic. It's still fun. I remember watching it on one of those Saturday night, you know, monster feature creature type things where um, creature feature where like pretty much it's pretty basic. You know, they find this little blob and then it goes from there and then. Special effects at the time, it's pretty much Jello being pushed through things, miniaturized <laughs> yeah. stuff, and be like, holy fuck, it's going to come after us. 
but it was fun and, and you know silly and stuff like that but it was enough to have Hollywood be like oh maybe we should give Steve McQueen some other stuff and then you get every, everything else he's been in but so. can, can I can I just point out the fact that we have a Steve McQueen playing a high schooler he was like 29 or 30 <laughs> he looks so fucking old I know some people but that happens the, all the no, no, fucking no. time some people have the face and you're like playing a high, they're playing a high schooler and then you re- you go on their IMDb page. You're like, holy fuck, they were 35. Yeah, no, Steve McQueen totally looked old. He already looked grizzled. <laughs> yeah. He looked grizzled as you're shit. Like, how many times have you repeated senior year, dude? <laughs> like, goddamn. Meet the slow kid. I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> and you have, but you have that happen in so yeah. many movies where it's like, yes, yeah, so I'm a teenager. It's like, dude, you've got fucking gray hair already, man. <laughs> Calm down, dude. Teenagers don't have wrinkles on the forehead already. That's like, right. That's not how that works. That's right. <laughs> so, and. So the original movie took place in Pennsylvania versus, of course, they had to make when they made the remake. They made it more modernized, and everything was happening in California. So yeah. the remakes in California. Well, but it's California, but it's a small town in California, and that's I, I think instead of like moving it to like you know Los Angeles something like that, it's a small like mountain town in California, and that's yeah. that's where I think it kind of it still has kind of its kind of quaintness. Well, it actually plays into how they updated the story with the whole ending. And this and all that because it's California, exactly. You know? So we'll get to that, but um, yeah. So that's the that's a big thing. And in the remake, you had a pretty good cast. I mean, coming out the gate, you had I mean Kevin Dillon, who, I mean, at the time, I mean, he was in Platoon. He had done uh uh right, right no it was right after that he had done the Doors movie. Yeah, and kind of fighting his brother Shadow. I mean, just like you know, give me some shit too. So like, <laughs> I mean, dude, if you're in Platoon, it's kind of like. Eh. That's yeah. one of the greatest war movies. Have you, you looked know. at the cast of Platoon? It's all motherfuckers that went on to just blow the fuck up. I mean, oh, yeah, it's insane. The entire fucking cast. Yeah. And, and then, including, including, hold on, I'm just throwing out there, but the lead singer of Living Color? Yeah. In that fucking, fucking movie. movie. Now, he doesn't have the dreads. He doesn't have the colorful dreads. But that wouldn't he's work a, for a war movie. <laughs> that would have been like weird. Like, man, it's weird you got those colorful dreads in Vietnam. Like, yeah, no, but... <laughs> That would have thrown off the movie a little bit for a me. Little bit, I would have been a little bit. distracted. Yeah, yeah. But like that's the extent of how motherfuckers in Platoon is that the lead singer of <laughs> Living Color is in that fucking movie. Yeah. And um I think and the biggest thing people probably more so know Kevin Dillon from the most recent would Come be on. Entourage. He was yeah. drama. He was drama. drama. Come on. Viking Quest. Fucking Viking yeah, Quest. Man. Fucking. So and he actually looked like a fucking teenager though. He did. He I looked guess. like a teenager. But they always poke fun of him pushing so far to be like, look young while he's like, you've got 15 years on everybody else. So. No, but I mean, in The Blob, he looked like a teenager. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he actually fit the role versus Steve McQueen. Yeah. Who did not fit the role. No. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And uh, going in with the other stellar cast, because there's nobody else in the original uh, with the remake, we've got, because one of the writers is our loved and beloved Frank Darabont. Yes. He has his peeps, man. Like, you got fucking Jeffrey DeMunn. Yeah. Who, so Dale I mean, Dale from fucking Walking, Walking Dead. Dead. He was yeah. in The Mist. Yep. He was in Shawshank. He's the guy that yells, something's in The Mist. Yeah. <laughs> he was in Shawshank. He was his lawyer at the beginning of the movie. Yep. And yep. then he was in uh, The Green Mile. Yeah. Like, Darabont has his dudes. Yeah. Right? And he's one of them. And, like, this was actually, I think, one of the first... This was, I think, the first movie he did, like, as... with. With a Frank Darabont associated property. Yeah. And then another character that, in the remake, that I thought was awesome was you had uh, Paul McCrane, who was also in Shawshank 
as one of the guards, but he was the toxic dude in RoboCop. I was about to say, yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Oh Fuck yeah. yeah, dude. Toxic dude in RoboCop I was, was like, the deputy. I was trying to think for a second. I was like, oh yeah, that motherfucker. Fucking RoboCop, dude. Yeah. And then... To seal the deal for me. And I was like, man, that fucking kid looks familiar. The little brother of the main chick. Yeah. I was like, that fucking kid looks familiar. He is the main kid in Return of the Living Dead 2. Really? Same actor. Same year. The no movie shit. came out in 88. I'll, throw, blob, I'll throw one more. Okay. The, the main actress in The Blob. Oh, yeah. The first time I watched it, I was like, where Big have love. I seen... Well, no. Before... Where have I seen her from before? There's a little movie, I don't know if you've seen it, called Summer School. Mm-mm. I okay. seen it. It's, it's like a mid-80s comedy, but she's all over that movie. Yeah, you should watch that. That's pretty funny. And the best part about Summer School is that there's two guys in there who um, worship horror movies that you could almost say are like you and me, where like literally everything goes back to them talking about their love of Texas Chainsaw Massacre yeah, through yeah. the entire movie. <laughs> But, but yeah, yeah. No, she was in that, and then I recognized her from that. And she's been in a couple other things after the blob, like you were saying. She was in um, what was it? Big Love. Big she Love. Was, uh, she was in a, pretty much the entire series there. I don't really know her from anything else, but I okay. recognize. I was like, wait a minute, hold on. Now the exciting part for me with the remake is that you get Chuck Russell, right? yes, who the movie he directed right before the blob, best Nightmare on Elm Street movie of all Talk time. Dream Warriors, baby. Yeah, Talk about Dream Warriors. Yeah, so that that dude went from Dream Warriors to this movie. And not only did he do that, but like you just said, he brought Darabont. Darabont was co-writer, was one of the screenwriters for Nightmare 3. Helped write the blob. It was him and Russell that wrote this shit. All right. So. On a side note, can we just take one second to just acknowledge and actually let it sink in, listeners, that the reason why it's the best Nightmare movie because you had Wes, Qua- Wes Craven back as a writer, Frank Darabont as a writer, yeah. and you had Chuck Russell directing. Yeah. That's why this is the best Nightmare movie. Seriously. You have so much talent in, in that movie. Yeah. It's insane. And that's the thing is, I just rewatched the Blob remake, you know, a couple days ago, and I was like, there's something really familiar about... Like, the, like comforting. Kind of like Yeah, a, the way yeah. The, that, that flows, and I realized, oh, that's why, because it's pretty much most of the same people that did Nightmare 3... And it has a good flow to it, and it has good storytelling, and the effects are fucking really fun. Not all the effects. Some of There's a couple the computer-generated uh, yeah. stuff, a little bit questionable. But the practical effects are fucking Which was the majority. On. Yeah. The practical effects actually were the majority of the effects. And that, this is where we talk about those remakes, where they take something and they just go, we're just going to modernize it. But they just... The story sucks, and they just rely on pretty much CGI. Now, this is late 80s, where CGI is not so heavy, heavy, you know, being pushed. But they took the basic plot and idea of the original Blob. You had two really good horror writers, you know, do a new version. They used practical effects instead of the Blob jumping over someone, and they're like, oh, and then it moves away, and there's just a skeleton. It's like, well, (laughs) look what happened. This one says, no. This thing catches you, it starts melting your fucking skin, and you see the whole process. The first time you get introduced to it, when it's at its like when it's at its first size to take out of a person, mm-hmm. it jumps on the dude and just I remember the chick runs in, is grabbing his arm, and you just see it pulling and pulling, and his face is melting, and just and I was like, that's fucking awesome. Oh, and it it's just does that glorious. throughout the entire movie. So. Oh, oh yeah, I mean look at the scene in the um. Uh, in the telephone booth, when they after, after the diner, oh, when it surrounds, but it, but you have, you have Dale, uh, Jeffrey uh, uh, Demun, who who said they were like, oh, he he's not here. He went to the diner, and then like his his like 
acid-ridden body like slams up yeah. through to the fucking telephone booth. You're like, holy fuck, man. One thing I do really appreciate that they changed in the remake is they set you up. Because in the original Steve McQueen, it's him and he's on a date. They run across the old, you know, homeless guy who pretty much, you know, finds the blob and then it gets on his hand and shit like that. And they set you up and you're going through the beats and there's the guy... The boyfriend with his girlfriend to find the homeless guy and they bring him up to get it checked out mm-hmm. and you're like oh, okay so the boyfriend here is is going to be the steve mcqueen main leading guy and they go nope nope done and the first bye bye the, this well, i guess the second victim of the blob is the fucking boyfriend and you're like oh shit i did not see that coming enter in kevin dillon yeah and that's where kevin dillon <laughs> who yeah they just kind of were like kind of mentioned him at the beginning you see a few things and riding his dirt bike and shit like that but He's kind of a background character, and they totally just set you up where you're you're like, oh, obviously it's gonna follow this beat with the boyfriend, and they go, nope, boyfriend's dead. Fuck off. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, yeah, the, I mean, the practical effects for that movie uh, were amazing, and there, as you flow through the movie, I mean, the movie theater scene coming out like when he's just above, on the ceiling at the projector booth, yeah, and the dude's being just eaten away slowly, and, and then. When you see him bust out and he's just on the fucking back of the theater wall, and then when he's sitting on the fucking seats, yeah, like I mean, as it moves, it's just this giant thing, and it's just tentacles flying out. Like, dude, I'm sorry, but all I could think about while I'm watching the movie is I, I'm enjoying this movie, but also I was like the thing, mm-hmm. like the entire time. I'm like, oh, it's a thing. Actually, funny enough, I was thinking about um, Futurama and Simpsons, where they've had a few kind of like the blob type characters where people mm. are stuck in them and you can see them like disintegrating in like a more hilarious way. <laughs> um, but pretty much because as it's moved around you can still see bodies in it being like, you know. Just... Oh, and like pieces like like yeah. the ring from the one dude. Yeah. You know? Remember when he's trying to like basically rape the chick? Yep. Basically what he was doing he's like, oh, shouldn't have done that. Yep. Yeah. Whoops. Sorry, that's what you get, fucker. But I just find it really, th- this is, this is one of those remakes where they actually had a plan. They went through and they said, let's modernize it. Let's, you know, give props to the OG. Let's just modernize it and have some fun with this. Let's get some practical effects. And pretty much I'd say that the same thing Carpenter did with the thing. You yeah, know? exactly. Yeah. And um, totally did. Because like we've said, the original uh, 50, 58 film was just, there was no rhyme or reason. It was just this, it was considered to be an alien. They don't even really call it that. Yeah. You know, and they never really, they never, like, they never call it the blob in any, either of the movies, right? But it's just, it just shows up, it does this thing, and then it, the movie ends. And the only acting that happens is Steve McQueen. The rest of the cast is fucking flat as shit. Yeah. Like, they're just, like, rigid. But in the, how they update in the remake, you've got... You know, you're bringing in the 80s, man. You're bringing in the Cold War, and it's a government experiment. Yeah, and they're and, like, whoopsie. Yeah. <laughs> did we? And, did our experiment fuck up your town? Sorry. Uh, that, well, and also shows how they give zero fucks if it does. They're like, yeah. no, we. The, this is about nations and millions of people. Billions and billions of people. Not fucking 200 people in yeah. some downtown that we don't give two shits about. They literally say that the town is expendable. Yep. Like, in exactly. the movie. Exactly, yeah. They're like, and, man, if that's not driving home, like... Real, you know, yeah, yeah. hey, uh, yeah. Makes you think, mm. uh, so yeah, I mean, they really do bring it into the fucking 21st century, yeah, and it's awesome. So, I love that. I would, I would definitely put the the blob remake in the killer category. Oh, it was fucking killer, yeah. I mean, it, for so many things, too. I mean, dude, it even has a, it has some cheese factor, like, you remember the bike jump? Yep, <laughs> where it was just so heroic. He's like, 
oh, I can make it this time. Yeah, it's <laughs> gonna happen. <laughs> so fucking cheesy, dude. Oh, I forgot about the fucking sewer scene. Oh shit, that shit was bad as fuck, dude. Yeah, like there that that was the first time I really noticed the CGI. Yeah, really, really kind of bad. And that's yeah, <laughs> that's what you bad. run into, and you're like, I wish like someone could just like come in and re just. Just crisp up the special effects a little bit, you know. Give us, like, a nice, like, new disc, like, something. Just clean it up a little bit. Not too much. Just so it's not so distracting. I mean... It's the that... same thing when I watch Aliens. Love. Aliens is, like, one of my favorite movies. The only part that gives me a headache is that when the ship that's supposed to pick them up, you know, crashes, and they're running, running away from it, and it's so obvious there's they're running away in a blue screen, like, it... It, it gives me a headache. There's always that line around the body, right? Yeah. Like, there's that line around the human that they had when they put him in there yeah. over the screen. <laughs> it, it's fucking weird, man. Yeah. Because you saw that, like, so the, the scene, I think the scene you're talking about in the sewer is when the military shows up at the sewer and it saves the uh, the main lead lady and the uh, two kids. Yeah. And it, like, smacks one of the dudes. You're like, oh, that was terrible. <laughs> yeah. And you mentioned Brit getting up a, a, a cleaned up copy. Like, the Screen Factory just put out their restoration of it the thing is you can only do you can only do so much with source material if the source material is shitty you can't make it better you can make it look less shitty right but it's still shitty it's just one know? of those kind of wish list things like yeah. somebody just go in there and just kind of um, yeah i don't dude source material you can, raw audio of us recording any if the source material has something fucked up on it and like you can't cut it out which you can't cut out that scene yeah then you you can make it a li- look a little better, but you can't change the fact that it was shitty from the beginning with the with what they put out. You know yeah. what I mean? It's funny because I think this is one of the first ones where like kind of wish the CGI was a little stronger. Where most of the time we're like, fuck the CGI, fuck the CGI, because, fuck the CGI. Like I said, like seventy to seventy five percent of the effects were practical. Yeah, the hardcore scenes were practical. Yeah, all practical. Pretty much the movement of the blob is a lot of is is computer. The killing, the killings are all practical. Dude, and that's, and, and that's down where you're the gonna, sink drain. That's where you. That's where you're gonna get on our good side. Is you go. Every kill is gonna be practical, and we're gonna make it as gory as fuck. Guess what? You just sold us on that fucking movie. Do one hundred percent. Like I said, like when they killed the this the dishwasher, I was like, oh my god. He broke oh him in. man, dude. There was so many good kills. So I, I mean, definitely suggest anybody that has not seen it, and you go, oh. Because the premise, you're like, oh, the blob, okay, give it a chance. It's late 80s, the the writing's really good, the acting's really good, the, the practical effects are really fucking tight. Give it a chance. If you haven't seen it, check it out. That's the best way. Yeah. I, you know, if, if you're curious, watch the OG one. Again, the, the, the original, it's fun, it's basic, you get to see old-ass Steve McQueen pretend to be a, teen, uh, a teenager, and that's hilarious in its own right. But then watch the remake, late '80s. It's worth your time. I I strongly fucking suggest checking that shit out. And I would say uh, an agreement with Hunter. And if you want to think about a movie that you might have seen that's old, uh, that is a good comparison to. Now I'm only comparing the originals. I'm not comparing the remakes by any means. But if you go to the original '58 Blob, and then it's about as exciting as the original War of the Worlds. I'll give you that. Yeah. Where it's just kind of. Yeah, it's at the time when it came out, I could see it like just, oh my god, yeah, oh. But you mean yeah, where where literally they're blowing up to select things and not entire cities, but like yeah. fuck this gas station, yeah. and fuck the post office, exactly. It's like where you know 
the breaking more, news. The, oh. more, the more modern one is like everybody's just integrated within a ten mile radius. You yeah. know, like <laughs> the OG ones, like yeah, this just take oh this barns in trouble. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, oh, we just lost some horses. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, jeez. Oh, oh, why did it have to be my farm? Yeah. So goddamn. Well, that's a good comparison for the original. Like I said, the remake just opens it up. And you're right. If if you're a fan of anything '80s, it's definitely. You need to check it out. I don't know if it's streaming anywhere. I didn't look. Like I said, I have the Scream Factory uh, restoration that came out. It was either, I believe it was like February when it came out. It'll show up, I know, on Tubi and some of the the free streaming sometimes. Um, that's where the, one of the last times I watched it was on there. So, But it's definitely worth checking out. Oh, so. and can we talk about how the ending changed? Like... This oh, fucking yeah. doomsday preacher. Oh. <laughs> and that's the thing, just that last little bit where yeah, you have this preacher and he's in the, he's got his desert, you know, like uh It looked terrible in the jar though. Like the I'll blob was horrible in the but jar. But the setup though. was fucking awesome. Oh yeah. And he's just he's talking about the end of time and stuff. And then he just has that jar and you're like, Oh fuck. The end. And then he yeah, because he's like he's the late the, the parishioner comes in and is like, But when, Reverend? When? And he's like Waiting for a sign. Like, oh, you're the one that's holding the keys to fucking Doomsday. Yeah, fuck you, dude. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it did make pretty crystals, though, when they blew it up. That is true. You know? Yeah. And he, he, so he, so basically, there's a scene in the movie where they hide in the freezer, and the blob can obviously get through any crevice, so it goes to slide under the door, and it gets cold and freezes, and then it's like, ah! And that's how they figure out that cold hurt it hurts it and yeah. or kills it and it's a ski town so there you hey. go yeah and then the preacher stumbles into the diner after he sees the destruction in the diner and the blobs already moved away and he finds these little crystallized pieces of the blob and they're really pretty when they're crystals so he picks them up and puts them in a jar like three pieces yeah so at the end of the movie he's got these melted down pieces of the organism and also that was the that that led away to one of the, the way better ending than the original when they blow up that fucking snow the snow machine mobile yeah. thing that was glorious. That was so good. <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's a little heavy-handed that you figured there would be some kind of ref something because I I noticed the last time I watched it they keep talking about ski season starting. Get ready for ski season. Ski yeah. season. And I was like, wow, this fucking town loves some fucking snow skiing. Yeah, but there you go. And then you're like, huh? I wonder. Hmm. The blob doesn't like cold. Well, they are in a ski town. What's going to happen there? But there if you've you never seen, if you don't know anything about the blob, you don't know that. Yeah, that's true. That's you know? true. So for listeners who haven't seen the blob at all, that's a bit of a spoiler. So like they wouldn't have known that. <laughs> no, I mean, it, it, dude, <laughs> in, in 88. Same, 88. In the same instance, I did just give away at the beginning how like you know the main guy you think is going to make it through the movie fucking dies is yeah. the second victim of the blob. That, so. That's all about, you just got to watch it. You got to see the gloriousness Yeah, yeah. it's that. those visuals. Fucking yeah. right. So, again... We're both in agreement. The fucking killer remake. It it I have that in my library. I do not have the original in my library, and I don't need the original in my yeah, library. Yeah. So unless there's a disc that had both of them, just yeah, this guy shits again. Like that. here you go, here's the original and that one. So, and again, if you're a fan of Darabont, you know later on he would do the Mist, which I feel like this was kind of like him stretching his legs a little bit. More CGI. But I'm just talking about dealing <laughs> with people like. The situation of deal, p- dealing with this out of the world kind of creature, you know, that or later on. Or Walking Dead, where it's like something people don't understand. That's just yeah. like taking things away. And, yeah. 
God damn it, they should never let him go. I Fuck. swear. Oh, all right. That's a different thing. I know. We might have to do just a bitching about Darabont uh, episode where it's just like, <laughs> Fuck you, Walking Dead. Yeah, seriously. But uh, straight up killer, guys. And um, I hope hope you guys, uh, if you haven't seen it, you check it out because you need to. <laughs> and, and give us some feedback. If you're watching for the first time, let yeah. us know, put, you know on, on Facebook or Instagram, let us know what your opinion was. If you're like, wow, that was fucking badass or... What the fuck are you guys talking about? Yeah, it's like, do you agree that the practical effects were fucking gnarly as shit? Do you think that, you know, the CGI actually looked good? I mean, yeah. I don't, you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, let us know. Lowdownbrown.gui at gmail.com or go to guipodcast.com. Hit up all the podcasts are there. All the social media links are there. So you can message us on Facebook, Instagram, all that stuff. If you don't want to use the email. Anyway, you know, you want to contact us, it's fine. Give us feedback. And until we talk to you again, stay safe. Podcast.com.